All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, and this is the Voice of Christian Israel, December fifth, twenty twenty-one. And um, yeah, we can also play the Maranatha Singers every so often. <laughs> Brother Abraham put those up, and uh, that's coming up after today's uh, Voice of Christian Israel. So welcome, everybody, and uh, welcome to you, Pastor Martins in South Africa. Good evening, Pastor, and also good evening to our listeners across the globe. Uh, yes, Pastor, um, am I mistaken, or do you sound as if you have a bit of a, a heavy chest? No, um, it's a, it's I'm a sorry so- to hear that. No, no, it's a, uh, well, n- n- not uh, in ca- not for uh, what do you call it uh, uh, COVID reasons. That's good, <laughs> right? Uh, terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a seasonal allergy, you know, which comes and goes. And, uh, you know, today okay. I, I got a bit of a sniffly uh, throat, but uh, also could be due to the fact that I had a, a major dental work done <laughs> on my on my back wisdom tooth on the left side a couple of days ago. My body's probably still recovering from all that. So anyway, yeah, yes. so we see we got uh, a, a full chat room already. And I had an article. Wonderful. Yeah, I had an article on the, uh, uh, on the city of Tyre. And Phoenicia, however, it seems to, that uh, the uh, the uh, what do you call them the uh, secular historians uh, always put Phoenicia before Tyre, and it's very obvious to me that Tyre morphed into Phoenicia. I don't know what's what's your understanding of, of that era as I try to search for this article. Um, Pastor, it would seem to me as if uh, Tyre. Preempted uh, the um, appearances of the Phoenicians um, by most probably about two uh, cent- centuries. Okay, yeah. So preceded uh, Phoenicia, right? Preceded, and, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So the the biblical scriptures of the uh, city of Tyre and the uh, Hiram, king of Tyre, was. Uh, it's pretty obvious, but it's, what we have is these secular historians do not want to use the Bible as a historical reference work, so they discount any biblical stories and basically make up history <laughs> as they go along. So uh, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe we should just go into um, Hiram, king of Tyre, and see how uh, Bible historians— and uh, other uh, other people uh, view the issue. So uh, uh, let's see what we uh, can come up with here. Because uh, I wanted to uh, discuss uh, tire morphing into Phoenicia. Go ahead. Well, Pastor, uh, tire is, uh, is first mentioned in Joshua 19, verse 29. Okay. Which preempts the... Um, the, the uh, or predates King Solomon uh, at the time when he when he negotiated with uh, um, what was his name Hiram 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 yeah Hiram yes yes yeah um, uh, okay which uh, um, that is approximately two hundred years uh, sorry, two decades uh, that uh, uh, sorry not decades two centuries right that. Uh, uh, Tyre was mentioned before um, Phoenicia. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, and so well, let's hear Hiram, uh, King of Tyre uh, Britannica, Encyclopedia Britannica. Let's see how they handle this matter because the common uh, teaching from secular historians is that Phoenicia and the Phoenician language uh, precede uh, uh, Tyre and the Hebrews, that uh, the Phoenician language, they categorize it as a, a non-Semitic language, they categorize them as Aryans. Yet the yet the Israelites were the ones doing commerce with the Kingdom of Tyre way before there was ever a Phoenicia, right? Yes. Yeah. So Definitely. I just yeah go. Ahead. I just wanted to set this record straight. I mean that the secular historians uh, have done a miserable job yeah. of identifying the true origins of Phoenicia. To true origins, and that's because of, uh, number one, you can you boss, can go ahead. Uh, boss, the way that I see it is that uh, the secular historians uh, greatly depend on uh, the the um, testimony of Flavius Josephus, but Flavius Josephus wrote in Greek, mm-hmm. and whatever we find of Flavius Josephus is written in English, which means that it has been translated and most probably retranslated a number of times. And whatever we are dished up in terms of what Flavius Josephus says is most probably not even older than 800 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Translation-wise, anyway, even though Josephus wrote uh, first century AD. Okay. Yes. So, so, okay, so I'm going to put this link into the chat room here because uh, we need to clarify this issue. Which came first, Tyre or Phoenicia? Which came first, Hebrew or Phoenician, <laughs> right? And the secular world yeah. has chimed in in favor of the Phoenicia being older and the Phoenician being older than, than Hebrew. But it's obvious to me that that can't possibly be. Because the uh, the whole of Canaan land, which was invaded by the Israelites uh, around uh, 1400 BC toward 1200 BC, uh, was uh, in existence before Phoenicia. It was in existence Correct. before Phoenicia. Okay, so here is what the mm-hmm. uh, Encyclopedia Britannica has to say on the issue. And sometimes the uh, encyclopedias are on our side. <laughs> sometimes they're on the side of the of the Jews and the secularists, right? So uh, let's exactly. see if we can get this, get this uh, link in here. Yeah, so uh, it's like the question, which came first, the king, uh, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> right? yeah. Hiram, Hiram yeah. Or, or Phoenicia, okay? So this is yeah. what we're going to try to figure out today. Okay, Hiram, also called Huram or Ahiram, Phoenician king of Tyre, so right away uh, they're they're assuming that Painting. yeah they're they're assuming that yes. Hiram was a Phoenician, okay, yes. uh, who reigned wasn't. yeah which he wasn't he was he was a Tyrian <laughs> that's what he was yeah. a Tyrian and uh, affiliated more than likely with the tribe of Asher and not with the Canaanites all right otherwise Solomon would not have hired him to work on the temple. Okay, on the, on the temple, correct? Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and so he, go he, ahead. 
the other thing is he would not have donated what he did to Solomon for the building of the temple. Yeah, because of the wars between uh, uh, David and Solomon against the Edomites, right? Exactly. And the Canaanite territory was Edomite territory. Okay, so they're giving dating him. Go ahead. The Tyre is most probably about 500, 600 kilometers north of what used to be um, the the uh, the land of the um, Edomites. Right. Uh, Edomia is is south of uh, the current Israel towards the yes. Negev Desert and uh, down towards the um, Gulf of Aqaba. Right. Yeah, it's down in uh, what we today would call Arabian territory. Uh, Idumea, that's where exactly. the, that's where Edom settled, and his Canaanite tribes that followed along with him. That's where it was a rocky, fairly barren terrain, uh, hilly, very hilly, craggy, and uh, you know they had goat uh, goats uh, herds and cattle herds uh, with not much agriculture. Yeah. Okay, that was the yeah. lifestyle of the Canaanites after the Israelites took the land of Canaan away from them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so Britannica dates him, that is Hiram, from 969 to 936 BC, and he appears in the Bible as an ally of the Israelite kings David and Solomon. Okay? Correct. So, that right there, I mean, but they're calling him a Phoenician, uh, as you're saying, peremptorily, because Phoenicia did not exist yet. This is what. It, it, that's. Yeah. This is that what was the my take on it, yes on it as as well yes it has to be that way because uh, the the Phoenicians now, now here's another uh, problem the the uh, secular historians insist that Phoenicia was a, an Aryan uh, uh, country yet they admit that they both the Phoenicians and the Hebrews spoke Hebrew and wrote Hebrew <laughs> okay yes. and they admit that the Phoenician language is based on Hebrew. All right, but they they want to claim that Phoenician came before Hebrew, <laughs> and and uh, this is so convoluted, it's unbelievable. But this is what the secularists teach. Anyway, he says, uh, uh, Britannica says, Hiram maintained friendly relations with Israel, supplying Solomon with men and materials for the construction of the temple at Jerusalem, and cooperating with him in Mediterranean and Red Sea trading voyages. Solomon gave him yeah. tribute and Galilean territory in return. I don't think tribute is the correct word. Tribute is something that you would give to someone who rolls over you. Okay? Yeah. I don't think Tyre could be said to rule over Israel or over King Solomon. If anything, it was the other way around. Okay? Yeah. So Solomon gave him whatever in return, but he didn't give him tribute. (laughs) Okay? That's the misuse of language there. Old Testament. Old Testament. The Hebrew Bible as interpreted among the various branches of Christianity. In Judaism, the Hebrew Bible is not only the primary text and instruction for a moral life, but uh, also the historical record of God's promise, first articulated in his covenant with Abraham to consider the Jews. His, okay, this is uh, off topic here. It's just the next section in the... Uh, so this is very, very, uh, very, very... Brief, very, very brief entry here. Yeah. Uh, see all related content. See if we can uh, come up with something more significant here. 
in uh, the uh, go something ahead. That I, something that I stumbled across, uh, Pastor, is that uh, Euronymous was mm-hmm. the um, Egyptian mm-hmm. historian who wrote about the uh, first composed the Phoenician history. Okay. Okay, very interesting. Which is uh, another bearing on on this. In other words, we, we don't just have Flavius Josephus' um, take on this, but we also can have a look at the Euronymous uh-huh. um, take on this. Yes. Uh, he, he says here, Bishop, Bishop Cumberland has shown that it belongs to the old Canaanite or Phoenician shepherds. Okay. Um, that is the particular... Uh, passage in scripture which we might look at as well and they're retiring out of Egypt into Canaan or Phoenicia mm-hmm. uh, according to him Canaan was called Phoenicia there, we get, there you see that he preempts the right. existence of Phoenicia prior to Tyre but it was never called Phoenicia by the Israelites never no. okay never in scripture okay it was always called Canaan the land of Canaan, and uh, but Canaan. the Canaanites uh, were in fact Hamites, but they they were followers of um, Canaan, who took over that entire territory, uh, and uh, from from the time he moved in, before that it was called the land of the Canaanites, the descendants of Cain. Yeah. All right. So Cain, Cain. Canaanite, etc., uh, and uh, I think you cannot predate. This territory, before the discovery of the, I think it's a mollusk that uh, produced a purple dye, that's where the word yes. Phoenicia comes from, the, the discovery of this purple dye. So when, yeah. uh, if you can t- pinpoint the time at which this purple dye and this mollusk was beginning to be used and sold abroad by the Phoenicians, then you would have a, a real starting point for the true history of Phoenicia and not yeah. all this gobbledygook that uh, comes to us from the secular historians, okay? Yeah. So if you have that uh, Hieronymus uh, story w- uh, with uh, with you, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Pastor, I, I'm just searching on my um, eSword. Uh, the okay. Antiquities of the Jews by Flavius Josephus. You see, that's okay. yes. uh, w- one of the things which um, I mentioned before, uh, that they're using his, um, the, the secular historians are using Flavius uh, Josephus's uh, testimony, and that might not be accurate because, um, well, it's written in modern English, which is not even 300 years old. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Um, translated, of course, from earlier versions of English, translated from uh, most probably from Latin or uh, but um, Greek. Yeah. So yeah. Um, one also has to remember that the translators of these um, uh, this evidence of the initial writers, uh, the translators also have their particular agendas which they would want it to be met. So they would actually add the flavor of their particular agendas into the translations. And when that gets translated, of course, we start losing track of that which was either altered, added, or removed. 
Yes. Unfortunately. Yes. Well, okay. Here's and a, that I, goes for, for scriptures yeah. as well. Here's an example uh, of, of a secular historian, uh, history of the Phoenician Canaanites. Now, it is true that that entire territory was occupied by, by Canaanites, all right, for the entirety of uh, history before the Israelites moved in. Okay, there's absolutely no doubt about that, okay? Yeah. But uh, I, I'm just quickly... Um, Okay, so uh, Nimblehorse puts a, a, a selection in Hiram Abiff. Oh, as relating to Freemasonry. Yeah, the, the Freemasons have also adopted Hiram as one of their own, <laughs> right? Yes. Right, yeah. And, of course, that's bogus as well. But uh, yeah. here's what uh, the History of Phoenician Canaanites says. This is uh, phoenicia.org forward slash history. 3000 BC to 634 AD, invasions, sieges, plunders. The Phoenicians of the Iron Age, first millennium BC, descended from the original Canaanites who dwelt in the region during the earlier Bronze Age, 3000 to 1200 uh, HC, whatever that means, despite classical tradition to the contrary. There is archaeological evidence for continuous cultural tradition from the Bronze Age to the Iron Age, but that does not mean that uh, they weren't superseded by the Israelites. So he, uh, let me keep reading here. It's, it looks to me like he completely ignores the Israelite conquest of Canaan land in this in this uh, history. Yeah. He, he completely ignores it. Okay, uh, and so he continuing. There is archaeological evidence for a continuous cultural tradition from the Bronze Age to the Iron Age which he dates from 1200 to 333 SC. He's using a, a dating a method I'm not familiar with. At the cities of Tyre and Zarapta. In the Amarna Age, 14th century BC, many letters to Egypt emanated from King Rib-Adi of Byblos, King Abi-Milki of Tyre, and King Zemirda of Sidon. And in other New Kingdom Egyptian texts, there are references to the cities of Beirut, Sidon, Sarapta, Ushu, Tyre, and Byblos. Additionally, there is a 13th century BC letter from the king of Tyre to Ugarit, and an Ugaritic inscription has turned up at Sarapta. Despite these facts showing that the coastal cities were occupied without interruption or change in population, the term Phoenician is now normally applied to them. Okay, so here we see... The term Phoenician is applied to them, but in fact, they are Canaanites, is what he's arguing. But even there, so that helps us clear up the issue of which came first, <laughs> all right? So he's admitting here that the term Phoenician is applied to them in an uh, improper manner, okay? Yeah. But, but uh, this is, go ahead, yeah, your comment. Of course, it's not true. Yes, yeah. And so he's still totally ignoring the uh, Israelite conquest of Canaan land and the displacement yeah. of them by the Israelites. He's totally ignoring this, as, as yeah. if the biblical record is of no importance or, or doesn't mean anything. But we know for a fact that the Amarna letters, which were written by these Canaanite kings to the Egyptians, were all complaining that they're being invaded <laughs> by, by the Hebrews. Right? Yeah. That's, that's what all of the Amarna letters are about. 
And for this person not to know this is incredible to me. It's incredible. Hmm. So, uh, so yeah. it's it's from the fourth century to the twelfth century BC when the Israelite took over that entire territory. Okay, yeah. so he continues by saying, uh, despite these facts showing that the coastal cities were occupied without interruption or change in population, no, that's absolutely false. It it changed from a Canaanite population to an Israelite population. Exactly. How can he not know I this? Mean, that was with, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pastor, um, what I found in, in um, the, the history of the antiquities is that they like to um, eradicate a lot of the biblical history yes. as if it did not exist. That's right. That's obviously this, what this author this is, is doing. This is obviously what um, this particular writer attempted to do, ignoring the um, evidence of the scriptures. Yes. Yeah, and the archaeological evidence that uh, the Canaanites, who were a pagan, multi-god-worshipping uh, culture, that the Israelite culture yeah. that displaced them was uh, worshipping a single god, namely Yahweh. Exactly. All right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's incredible that this author utterly ignores uh, biblical history here. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, here's uh, you put into our chat, which I'm not sure. If I, I can probably uh, copy it for the, uh, the EFR chat room, but I'll just read it for now. And this is from Josephus. These epistles of Solomon and Hiram are those in 1 Kings 5, 3 through 9, and as enlarged in Second Chronicles 2, verses 3 through 16, but here given us by Josephus in his own words. And uh, what Josephus here puts into his copy of Hiram's epistle to Solomon and repeats afterwards, chapter 5, section 3, that Tyre was now an island, is not in any of the three other copies, that is, the, of the Kings, Chronicles, or Eusebius, nor is it any uh, in any other, I suppose, than his own conjectural paraphrases. For when I, many years ago, inquired into this matter, I found the state of this famous city and of the island whereupon it stood to have been very different at different times. The result of my inquiries in this matter with the addition of, I'm scrolling down, of some later improvements stands th thus that the best testimonies hereto uh, relating imply that uh, Pachytyrus, or oldest Tyre, was none other than that most ancient smaller fort or city Tyre situated on the continent. And mentioned in jo uh, Joshua 19.29, out of which the Canaanite or Phoenician inhabitants, I have to scroll down again, sorry, and were driven into a large island that lay not afar off in the sea by Joshua. Very interesting. Okay, so evidently the uh, secular historians, what they have done, they have failed to count the fact that, uh, number one, you have uh, a small city on the coast, on mainland, that was called Tyre, but then either by moving it out to sea or by uh, some sort of earthquake or something, that uh, t uh, city of Tyre was separated from the mainland and existed on its own. 
right? Well, it, what it is, um, there, there was a course where I looked at a map of um, the mm -hmm. the uh, island of Tyre, and I saw that it, uh, uh, a causeway had been built, I think, in the time of um, Alexander the Great. Yes. Mm -hmm. Connecting the island with the mainland. Yeah, yeah. So he could invade the uh, invade the island. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, so this is now a uh, Pachytyrus. Okay. So there's no mention. Uh, okay. So they're still referring to the Canaanites as Phoenicians here. Okay. Yes. And that would be uh, a, you know, a, a misuse of language because they were called Canaanites by everybody. By the, uh, I don't think the Egyptians referred to a, a country called Phoenicia. No. They've referred to it as the land of Canaan, okay? Because the Canaanites yeah. were uh, were descendants of Ham, <laughs> right? That's what they would have called them. So anyway, yeah. into a large island that lay not far off in the sea by Joshua, that this island was then joined to the continent at the present remains, uh, present remains of Pachytyrus by a neck of land over against Solomon's cisterns. So still so called. And the city's fresh water probably was carried along in pipes by that neck of land, and that th this land was therefore in strictness no other, uh, uh, no other than a peninsula, having villages in its fields, Ezekiel 26.6, and a wall about it. Okay, so there uh, it could have been a peninsula, you know, like the the Keys uh, uh, of Florida. Like Key West, exactly. okay, is a very, very narrow peninsula stretching out uh, mm. several, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe even 100 miles. I'm not sure exactly how far. Yeah. But uh, sounds like, uh, so fresh water had to be provided to the island somehow, and he's saying that it was probably provided by pipes, okay? Mm. So, so this is all biblical history, folks. And biblical history does not lie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's possible that uh, this causeway, so-called, or this peninsula, uh, was uh, you know manageable by uh, by uh, by people walking and possibly by ox cart, etc. Yeah. Okay. Something that might also be added, Pastor, that um, many times historians look at a particular snapshot in history, mm -hmm. and they want to base their whole history on that particular snapshot. Right. Whereas what we know is that in terms of history, history is a migrating or an expanding um, reality. So, um, and this is what uh, appears very often in, in, in prophecy, is that uh, prophecy mentions a progressive event, whereas mm -hmm. historians actually uh, relate to a particular snapshot in history. Yes. Especially um, where the prophecy has already been fulfilled. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, to ignore and to ignore uh, biblical history altogether seems to be the aim of many of these uh, so-called yes. historians. Okay. So now, now that I'm reading again from the snapshot that you gave me uh, on your uh, your Skype chat, and yes. it reads this way. Uh, let me just repeat this last sentence. Uh, it was originally called Pachytyrus, 
and uh, which was the city that was on the mainland. Okay, mm-hmm. and so Tyre, the island city, was connected to the mainland by a neck of land over against Solomon's cisterns, which so if those could be uh, identified, uh, yeah, yes. okay, yeah, uh, that that would be a wonderful history. Still, so called Solomon's cisterns, and the city's fresh water probably was carried along in pipes by that neck of land and that this island was therefore in strictness no other than a peninsula having villages in its fields, Ezekiel 26.6, and a wall about it. Okay, now he said the peninsula. Now, uh, there have been uh, times in uh, Tyre's history where this peninsula uh, probably completely disappeared, okay, as the island itself had sunk and probably became a smaller city <laughs> as a result, right? Yes. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Amos one ten, And the city was not of so great reputation as Sidon for some ages, that it was attacked both by sea and land by Salmanezer. Again, this is biblical history. As Josephus informs us, Antiquities B, uh, Chap book nine. Actually, that's book eight. Book eight. Okay, it says B here. Book eight. Uh, book, uh, book ten. So, sorry, that's book nine. Okay, book nine. Uh, Antiquities book nine, chapter fourteen, section two, and afterwards became to the, to be the metropolis of Phoenicia. Okay, here it is, folks. And yes. afterwards came to be the metropolis of Phoenicia. Okay. Now we have biblical evidence, both in terms of Tyre and Sidon, that those territories were occupied by Israelites. Exactly. After they took over Canaan land from from the Canaanites. Well, what is further confirmed is just uh, along the uh, same uh, line or the same sentence is that it says, and afterwards came to be the metropolis of Phoenicia, and was afterwards yes. taken and destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And then we, we already just talked about uh, the, the uh, invasion by the Greeks under Alexander. Okay? Yes. Uh, and so that 70 years after that destruction by Nebuchadnezzar, this city was in some measure revived and rebuilt. Okay, so when when does the word Phoenicia come into play? That's that's the critical issue. If these historians can dem- can demonstrate that these Tyrians now that these Canaanites created Phoenicia as we know it, or whether the Israelites who displaced the, the Canaanites created Phoenicia as we know it, that's the yeah. that's the point at issue. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, secularists have made up their minds that the Israelite invasion of Canaan land is biblical fiction, and that yes. this, and uh, that somehow these Phoenicians, that their language is so close to Hebrew <laughs> that they're virtually indistinguishable from one another. Okay. Yeah. How is all that possible? Unless this territory they well, call Phoenicia was Israelite territory. Well, did the Aryans not uh, descend out of the Phoenicians? <laughs> right, that's what they say, or vice versa, right? 
because yes. they do they do claim that the Phoenicians were Aryans, Aryans who spoke Hebrew, yeah, and wrote Hebrew. Very strange how they. Uh, mm. That's because they refused to acknowledge the Israelite conquest of Canaan land during the days mm. of the Amarna letters, which clearly yeah. talk about Canaan land being invaded by the Israelites. Yeah. Okay. Although the, the Canaanites did not uh, fully recognize these invaders as Israelites, probably until the, the siege of Jericho by Joshua or beyond. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, or even beyond. Because, the, yeah. Go ahead. Because quite a number of cities had been sieged by uh, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, in exactly the same lines or along the same lines as uh, they had sieged um, Jericho. Okay. And that was, that brought the fear of Yahweh onto these the two men that came from afar, or seemingly from afar, and um, mm-hmm. wanted to draft a uh, an agreement or a, a covenant with Joshua. And, of course, Joshua was uh, lured into... Accepting the terms of this particular agreement, and oh. uh, of course that had an immense um, consequences on the house of Jacob. Right, right. Yeah, he. Was, uh, I think it was the Shechemites who were impersonating uh, impersonating Israel. Okay. Yes. Or as friends of Israel. Well, not them. Yeah. Not impersonating Israel, but rather. Wanting to be, um, because of the fact that they said that they were very distant, they would want to live in peace with uh, the house of Jacob. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that these two men actually represented people in Canaan. Yeah, Edomites. Uh, they were Edomites. So, yes. Of course, yes. Of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is why we're sitting with the Edomites having been mm-hmm. uh, become a curse for the uh, house of Jacob. Yeah. yeah, Joshua had given them his word that he would not attack them, and he kept his word. Okay? To, but uh, but yeah, strangely, go en- strangely yes. enough, Saul attacked them. Yes. Did you know that Saul yes. attacked them and... Uh, Saul's de- descendants had to pay the penalty and the price. Seven of the sons yeah. of, or the descendants of uh, Saul's mm-hmm. sons, had to be given as a sacrifice for the um, yeah uh, um, the the, 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 the fact that, that Joshua the- yeah the Joshua gave his word that uh, the Israelites would never attack this particular group of Edomites because yes. he had given his word in the name of Yahweh. Yeah. Okay. So if we give our uh, our word in the name of Yahweh, we better keep it, <laughs> right? Absolutely. We had better even keep if it. It's a mistake. Yeah. Even if it's a mistake, right? Yahweh will yeah. prosper us, even if it's a mistake. All right. Yeah. And, and it, he, he will he, he will recompense us for amen. the mistake that we've made, but yeah. he will uh, cast his wrath upon us for. Um, for for turning around on the the promises that we make in His name, Amen. Reneging on uh, on His holy name, yeah, we can't do that. But yeah, also, absolutely. it is my yeah uh, my uh, understanding. It's has been a while since I visited this episode that those Shechemites, if I'm correct in identifying them as Shechemites, um, 
never made war against Israel. Okay, yeah. they did not join the Edomites in making war against the Israelites. They 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 stood afar off from the conflict. Okay, so yeah. they kept their part of the bargain too. Yeah. All right, but they were allowed to live. They were allowed to live. And, you know, who knows whether or not the later generations became Jews <laughs> and Pharisees. Yeah. That's another question altogether, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. But, Pastor, um, uh, Joshua contravened Yahweh's instruction that they were not to make any agreements or any covenants yes. with the people of the land. Yes, he did, but he didn't know. Yeah, he did not realize they were Edomites. He was tricked into believing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but but uh, translating that now to the situation that the Boers find themselves in, mm. the Boers did exactly the same thing. They also made covenants with the people of the land. Right. Right, and they were tricked by the uh, Cape Dutch Afrikaners into into believing that the Cape Dutch Afrikaners were either Boer or white, (laughs) when they were neither. Yeah. It's an amazing parallel. Yeah, we we should visit that story uh, maybe next week in greater detail, okay? But right now, the purpose of our show is to demonstrate that the secular historians have the history of Phoenicia completely wrong. Okay. Yes. Because they totally ignore, yes. they totally ignore the uh, Israelite conquest of Canaan land. Okay. So let's continue. It's very. Go ahead. Sorry, Pastor. It's, it's very important that we actually lift this out for the listeners mm-hmm. that the Edomites, uh, because the Edomites have a, not just a tendency, it is. It is as if they have a mission <laughs> right? to alter history, to alter history to suit their agenda. You think so? And this has been this has right. been the the modus operandi of Esau's descendants ever since the days of Esau. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. first of all, uh, Esau swore to kill Jacob. You know, after yes. after. Uh, Isaac refused to bless him. Okay, yes, and and there was a reason why uh, Rebecca uh, had uh, Jacob play the part of Esau, so that Esau would not get the blessing. But that was approved yeah. of by Yahweh. Yahweh allowed all that to happen, and uh, we have uh, Rebecca oh, but, to thank for that. Okay, uh, absolutely. But Pastor, there's something else which is very important also to take cognizance of, and that is that Rebecca followed the pattern of all women a mother always knows yes <laughs> she knows which is the good baby and which is the bad baby right yeah yeah okay brother abear uh, corrects me here so it was the gibeonites not the shechemites gibeonites that's it yes the gibeonites yes. and they were lo- known later as the nethanims yes yeah. yeah and so yeah so numbers it's, it's, yeah it's so good to have uh, listeners uh, participating in the show and yeah. also uh, having the courage to um, forward the information that we are yeah. strapping our tongues to, on. To, to correct us. <laughs> yes. Right? How you dare know. you? How dare you correct us? But that's great. Yes, uh, the Gibeonites. I just love it. Yeah, I love it too. Right. Yeah, we, we yeah. need this kind of 
you know, cooperation amongst ourselves. You know, if we don't get something right, then take correction. You know, we're supposed to be that humble. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely. So now, now this uh, commentary uh, is, is this a commentary by Josephus or about Josephus? Because, uh, uh Pastor, it, it, um, I extracted that out of the, um, uh, the, the antiquities of the Jews as written mm-hmm. by Flavius Josephus. Okay, so the antiquities of, of Judah. Translated yeah. by later translators. Okay, very good. Okay. So they, uh, there's a, re, it's replete with biblical references talking about Tyre. The Israelites who yes. took over Canaan never referred to it as Phoenicia. Never, okay? And uh, so I say the critical issue is when was the, when did the Tyrians discover this mollusk that produces this purple dye? And the name Phoenicia derives from this purple dye, right? So yeah. if, if we can show when this purple dye was discovered and the term Phoenicia came about, uh, at what point in history it came about, we can uh, uh, prove conclusively that the secular historians are playing games with language and uh, uh, t- putting that term Phoenicia back into ancient times where it doesn't belong. Okay? It's an ana- anachronistic yes. mistake that they have made. All right? So uh, so let's continue here. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah. And so that this city was in some measure revived and rebuilt, Isaiah 23, verses 17 and 18, but that, as the prophet Ezekiel had foretold, okay, Ezekiel had prophesied the destruction of uh, Tyre, not Phoenicia, Tyre, okay, and uh, that it would uh, sink underneath the sea, which it pretty much has done today, right? (laughs) Okay, and so... And these, uh, he, he cites the verses Ezekiel 26, 3 through 5, to Ezekiel 27, 34. The sea arose higher than before, till at last it overflowed not only the neck of the land, but the main island or peninsula itself, and destroyed that old mm-hmm. and famous city forever. That, however, there still is. So he's talking about the mainland city that was originally called Tyre. Okay. Yeah. That's probably where King Hiram operated out of because he had control of the cedars of Lebanon. Yeah. Okay? And that, is, uh, as, as we are trying to tell people, was part of the Israelite territory that uh, you know, the northern tribes, like Dan and Asher, had taken possession of. Exactly. That was um, the... They allotted land, or yes, they allotted land. Yeah, so Tyre and even uh, even uh, Jezebel may have have had Israelite blood. Whether she was uh, had Israelite and Edomite mixed blood, I have tried to determine. I have been uh, unable to determine that for a fact. Whether you know she was uh, a pure blooded Israelite, a pure blooded Edomite, or a mixed uh, race person. Yes. Nevertheless, she was very evil, <laughs> kind of like exactly. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> right? Who, by the way, does have Jewish blood, okay? So, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the main island or peninsula itself and destroyed that old and famous city forever. That is, he's talking about the mainland city, which was in olden days called Tyre. 
That, well, however, the, the go ahead. Ru- the, the ruins of Tyre is still visible today, and it's still uninhabited. Yes, it's still uninhabited. However, the the island city that was totally cut off from the mainland and the, the peninsula destroyed, which is the evidence we're discussing here, that that peninsula was yes. destroyed, but it was built, uh, apparently, um, Alexander uh, yes. could see that there was a remnant of a, a, a peninsula, and that's what he yes. used to build his causeway on. Yes. That, that, that is evidently the case. Okay. However, he says, there still remained an adjoining smaller island, once connected to Old Tyre itself by Hiram, which was afterwards inhabited to which Alexander the Great, with incredible pains, raised a new bank or causeway, and that it pl- plainly appears from, oh, there's a typo Ifondre. here. Ifondre? Oh, Ifondre. I'll see if I can find anything on that Ifondre poster. Is that a person or a hilltop? <laughs> and that it plainly appears from Ifondre, I F. A-U-N-D-R-E-H, a word I'm not familiar with, a most authentic eyewitness, apparently it's a person, that the old, Mm. large, and famous city on the original large island is now laid so generally underwater that scarce more than 40, scarce more than 40 acres of it, or rather of that adjoining small island, remain at this day. Okay? Okay. So the original city was much bigger, uh, much of it on the mainland connected to the island by a causeway, but apparently the uh, mainland city is now completely destroyed. And uh, all that remains is the island city, which itself is much smaller than it originally was as well. Okay? This was foretold Mm -hmm. in the same prophecies of Ezekiel, and according to them, as Mr. Mondrell distinctly observes, these poor remains of old Tyre are now become like the top of a rock, a place for the spreading yeah. of the nets in the midst of the sea. Okay? So, old Tyre. So, uh, this secular witness dis- discounts the biblical uh, record entirely. Okay, so uh, Brother Hebert has put in, (laughs) oh, Bavaria man says something very interesting here. Gibeonites are now the Egyptians, or Tsigoyner, that wandering people with their mobile homes, (laughs) or or ox carts, (laughs) or horse carts, right? Gibeonites, yeah, well, uh, Egypt, yeah, uh, uh, gypsies, I mean, you can see the connection between the word gypsy, and Egypt, yes. yeah, and, and they may, in fact, be uh, Gibeonites. Very interesting observation. Yeah. And uh, uh, go ahead. Pastor, sorry, during the um, dark Middle Ages, um, um, many of the the um, Kazarians also took to uh, fortune-telling, etc., and they had moved with their caravans into Europe Mm-hmm. And they were the the so called witches, which ah. um, which the the Christians, the Calvinists, <laughs> had used the 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 excuse to call everybody that did not become members of the Calvinist Church 
uh-huh. to call them witches, and that, of course, led to this witch hunt. Oh, um, which hey. had families on the uh, that burned at the stakes. No wonder they wound up in Transylvania. <laughs> Right? They were fleeing <laughs> the persecutions uh, of uh, our good friend Cohen. <laughs> All right? Yes. Okay. Well, well, some of them ended up in the Cape as well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? And, and, and they, are, they are also purporting to be Boers because they also arrived in the, at the Cape in the, in the same time frame or the same, same time window yeah. as the Boers did. So yeah, uh, it is it, it is very much a mixture, and exactly the same thing happened in in America, where um, well, in what was originally called Newfoundland, um, and uh, I, I read some very interesting um, uh, portions in in books that I had downloaded. I still want to forward these books to you, which mm-hmm. actually relates quite a bit to the wars against or that the Christian. Uh, the Dutch Reformed Church battled and fought amongst themselves, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. very interesting in terms of um, American history, Pastor. Right, right. But, so, but, yeah, absolutely. But again, we, but again, we see this that um, the history which had been uh, forbidden to be divulged. Uh, purely because it is Calvinistic history, purely because it is yeah. very bad Calvinistic history. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, Calvin demonized anybody who did not believe his version of the scripture, right? Yes. And uh, it was part of the reason why the, the uh, wars went on for such a long time. What was it, the 40 years war, 30 years war in Germany? Pastor. Close, closer to a hundred years war. Hundred years, okay. Because there was a, a hundred years war as well. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the the context within these wars, you will find that there were wars approximately for three hundred and forty years, because the wars con- continued even beyond the eighteen hundreds. Right, right, yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what the Boer people were fleeing from. <laughs> right, exactly. that constant warfare because they were caught in the middle. And they were tired of it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Brother Aber puts in uh, three words: uh, porphor- porphyropolis, feminine of a compound of the Greek forty-two hundred nine and Greek forty-four fifty-three, a female trader in purple cloth, seller of purple. Okay. Oh. Uh, porphyra, of Latin origin, the purple muscle that is by implication the red blue color itself. And finally, a garment dyed with it. Okay? So, mm. purple. Okay? So, the word Phoenician yes. means purple. That's what yes. it means. Poster. Yeah. I also, I also posted on uh, the chat line on, on Skype a okay. link to a book, um, the book of Flavius, Flavius Josephus, um, okay. the Equities of the Jews. Right. Which, of course, relates... Um, uh, quite a bit about uh, Tyre and uh, Sidon and also, of course, um, uh, other history, but in particular, book eight, book eight and I think it's chapter uh, 23, mm-hmm. uh, relates quite a bit about the and, – and, and that is also where I took the portion that you read earlier. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, and so um, – and a nimble horse puts in a definition from uh, Etam Online – 
Phoenicians, plural, native or inhabitant of the ancient country of Phoenicia on the coast of Syria from the old French Phoenician or formed from Latin Phoenice on the model of Persian. The Latin word is from the Greek poinike, Phoenicia, including its colony Carthage, which is perhaps the pre-Greek origin of, oh, the pre-Greek origin. Biekas is the author of this article or statement. Compare Phoenix, which seems to be unrelated. Greek Phoenix also meant the color purple. Perhaps the Phoenician color because the Greeks obtained purple dyes from the Phoenicians. But scholars disagree about this. Greek also had Phoenos red, blood red, which is of uncertain etymology. Greek Phoenix was also palm tree, especially the date fruit and tree, probably literally the Phoenician tree because the palm originated in the east and the Greeks traded with the Phoenicians for dates. It is also yeah. was the name of a stringed instrument, <laughs> probably also a reference to a, a Phoenician origin. Okay, so we have several different objects, but it's, uh, the color purple is the true origin of the word Phoenician. Okay, it's the color purple. Yeah. And that's that was what other cities in the Mediterranean try, uh, traded with the Phoenicians for. They, they relished this purple dye. Okay? Yes. Uh, that's, what, that's what it was all about. Well, Pastor, does the, the um, purple and the um, um, scarlet coloring of the Roman Catholic Church, does that not tie up with... <laughs> Phoenician, right? <laughs> yeah, Phoenician Canaanite religion. There you go. Yes. Okay. So, so returning to this uh, uh, history of Phoenicia that the secular author uh, utters, uh, the Phoenicians whose lands correspond to present Lebanon and coastal parts of Israel and Syria probably arrived in the region about 3000 B.C., well, that that may be correct in terms of the Canaanites, uh, but they but would not have. In terms of the, yeah, not in terms of the house of Jacob, because the house of Jacob only yes. um, uh, um, uh, marched into or took possession of the land of Canaan right. around about one thousand four hundred and um, one thousand four hundred and ten years before the birth of the Messiah. Right, right. And uh, those people were called Kenites before the flood. Exactly. Okay, they were called Kenites before the flood, primarily because they were metal workers, right? And also they were descendants of Cain. Amen. (laughs) Right? They were called Kenites, yes. Kenites. And then after the flood, they were called Canaanites because Canaan, the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, half, well, not half-breed, the incestuous son of Ham and his own mother, <laughs> Nehama, uh, yes. he was he was uh, cursed by by uh, Noah and cast out. Yes, and he, where, where did he wind up? He wound up in Canaanite uh, land. Uh, yeah, right. Canaanite land, and which was simply changed from Canaanite land to Canaan land. Okay. Yeah. So, but now, what language would they have spoken? What language would Canaan have brought into that territory, Pastor? Hebrew, Pastor. Hebrew, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Hebrew. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, this clear-cut evidence that Hebrew precedes Phoenician, uh, 
in many ways. Yes. Many ways. Okay? Absolutely. And uh, the secular world is trying to convince you that uh, Phoenician is older than Hebrew. Right? Yeah. And that the Phoenicians are not uh, – are now, now, of course, as we discussed on a previous show – it is evident that Phoenician or uh, Canaanite uh, bankers financed the voyages of the Phoenicians, who were in fact Israelite sailors, so that the Phoenician fleet uh, was peopled or populated by Israelite sailors, not by Canaanite sailors. The Canaanites have no history of a navy, ever. Okay. Exactly. All right. So yes. that uh, and. Uh, but as is today, we have merchant fleets around the world that are sailed by Israelite men and sometimes women, but uh, the, yes. the whole business is run by Canaanite Jews. Pastor, before we get on to the present day, uh, there is also a very close link to the Phoenicians and Venice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Of course, Venice being the, the, the land or the, the city in northern Italy, which of course is not very far from, mm-hmm. or very remote from uh, where where would would have had uh, open oh, yeah. sea way to to Phoenicia, uh, Phoenicia, or rather, absolutely, uh, Italia. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And uh, they they're also known as the Fen Fen. Yes. And probably Finland gets its name from the Fen Fen. So uh, we, we see that uh, this connection between the Israelites and the uh, Phoenicians is very, very strong. Uh, there is no connection uh, to uh, Canaanites per se, not as sailors, because they were not sailors. The, the Canaanites were never known as sailors. And uh, if they were, they could have fled the land of Canaan uh, before uh, the Israelite invasion, but they couldn't because they didn't know how to. They didn't know how to sail ships. They weren't good at that. Yes. All right, folks. So I think we uh, really uh, settled the matter here today that the secular historians are wrong, and they anachronistically predate Phoenicians be- before they actually existed. So uh, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Uh, we all learned something today. <laughs> All right, Pastor Absolutely. Martin. Praise thank you. Yahweh. Praise Yahweh. Thank you. Bless, and you also, Yahweh thank bless you. all of you. Take care. And thank here's you. the outro music. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.